Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the Total 90 Podcast, Episode 3. I am Nick Brown, Frownie Brown, from Frownie Brown Town. On today's episode, we're talking Murata, we're talking Lukaku, the battle of the managers, and all the kits from all those weeks ago. Today, I am joined with a man who has notably cried when Liverpool's favourite son, Stephen Gerrard, retired. Mickey Kennedy, how are we doing today? Better than that day, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, it's good to be here again. Um, yeah, excited to talk about all the, all the weeks that's happened. And- it hasn't been as crazy of two weeks as it was, you know, at our last episode. You know, a lot has happened still. I think I'm going to go straight into saying that Murata is just about confirmed that Chelsea, you know, Murata and Man United have done a bit of a uh, swapsies in terms of their strikers. First of all, what do you think about that? How's he going to adapt to the Premier League conditions? Well, yeah, the only difference between them really is uh, Lukaku is confirmed, uh, like a, you know, established a prop, established striker in the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. Um, Murata, the only concern for me probably is the fact that he's never really been the, the main man. You know, if he was at UV, he was at Madrid, he was always the backup kind of, you know, the bridesmaid almost as he would. Yeah, definitely. And you were saying just before about him not being in the Premier League. That is a big thing. That's It's going to be interesting because on the internet right now, it is a war. Every time one of these names are mentioned that somebody's saying that the other one's better, Lukaku does have the advantage of being a Premier League, almost veteran, considering, even though he's so fucking young. But, you know, Murata, how long are we going to give this guy to adapt? Well, he doesn't have much time. You know, like, you look at the Strikers at Chelsea, he really is the only man... You can see you can see Costa going. I'd be I'd almost put my house if I had one um, <laughs> yep. on him, but not being there. And if he is there, he would not be playing any part in that team. Um, it's really his pressure on for him. Like uh, they've got a couple other strikers, they're not really big names. Uh, I can't even say his name, Brashway or something. Yeah, Brashway. The, the Belgium, yeah. um, like Remy's back. I think a lot of people have forgotten that. Yeah, but well, I can't see him staying either. And. Um, it's really pressure on him. So the apparent totals anywhere between 70 mil and some people have been saying 80 mil, depending on who you ask. Is he worth this kind of money? Is he worth more than Lukaku? Because that's around the mark, around the mark of Lukaku. Um, to, to be honest, I think that both the plot, the prices of both of them, uh, are probably not worth, they're not worth that much. Yeah. It's an extreme amount of money, um, for those two players. Um, probably not, but in, you know, the way this transfer um, month has been going, it's it's not really surprising. I don't think anyone's surprised about the price. Who do you think's got the more pressure on them? Um, I think Murata does, definitely. Really? Um, yeah, I, do, I actually do, because he's come in as, you know, everyone at Chelsea, they were expecting Lukaku, they wanted Lukaku, and then he's kind of like, all right, we haven't got him. Let's go for this guy. And he's yep. kind of that guy, the replacement almost, you know? Yeah, like if I was a Chelsea fan, like I'd be... You know, praying every night, hoping that Murata has a better season, Lukaku, because this first season, like that's going to be one of the biggest battles. Even though they, you know they're not even like real rivals, Chelsea yeah. men. You know they don't like each other, obviously, but they're not massive rivals. And yet, that's going to be something that every game someone's going to say, you know, that this person played better than this person. In terms of you know, we're getting a few strikers, moving teams, a few new strikers into the Premier League. Who are we liking the most? Um, look. I, I like Lacazette coming in. I was a, I was a fan of him. Like um, I, I can't help but feel that he's going to be chucked into that into that um, conversation as well. Yep. I don't know if you agree with me. Yeah, I'm more. I think just because they've you know Chelsea and Man United have basically swapped their strikers. You know, yeah. one day they were they were due yeah, they were the top two. Man United were almost guaranteed for Murata and Chelsea was guaranteed for Lukaku. They've swapped that around, so I feel like that's got a bit. 
you know, there's a bit of animosity between fans and that yep. now, hoping that their man does better. So, so uh, Lacazette's the awkward third wheel. Yeah, it, <laughs> very, <laughs> very much so because you know Lacazette has didn't really have anyone else he was going to go to, especially in the Premier League. Like, uh, do you do you feel that uh, Lacazette maybe have a little bit less pressure now? But this is like this is the talking point, you know. Like, I feel like these two, it's going to if these two can bang in twenty goals each this season, it's a credit to them because the pressure is going to be huge on both of them. Um, do you think? Not only that, but do you think Lacazette might get away with an average season this year because of it? He might fly under the radar a little bit more, I think. Um, you know, Murata and Lacazette both have need to adapt to the Premier League style. Again, as I said before, Lukaku has that behind under his belt. So, I, you know, definitely Murata is going to have scrutiny all throughout. If he has a bad game, if he plays week one and has a bad game, yeah. and if he signs, obviously, it hasn't been absolutely confirmed. It's 99% confirmed, but uh, he is... Yo, if he has a bad game week one, he's got to start getting the scrutiny straight away. He also, uh, quite interestingly, uh, took the... I think he's poised to take number nine at Chelsea, which for Spaniards, it's been uh, a bit of a hell, hellish number. Uh, look at Fernando Torres for y- one. Yep. Uh, she- oh, no, Shechenko was seven. I'll take that back, sorry. But <laughs> there's a few others um, that have definitely uh, failed with the number nine. Well, yeah... You know, Murata's not somebody that I think is an absolute guarantee to set the world on fire. And that's the difference. I think that... I think Lukaku, as much as I don't think he's the best striker in the, in the league at the moment, I do think he's going to do successful in Man United. He's yeah. going to have a lot better, you know, supply coming into him. And, you know, I think that if even if he has, a, you know, a bit of a slow start, he's going to start banging in goals pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he definitely can find something out of nothing. And... He's a presence as well. You you feel that Lukaku is you know that mass, the big body. You know he can hold up the play. He can do all these kind of things. Morata, um, I'd see more as an Aguero type. You know, yep. picking his space and running through. Whether that's going to suit Conte and his style at Chelsea, um, I don't know. You know they 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 played a lot around Costalashi being that kind of player. So. Um, not having that in Lukaku is probably going to be a big challenge for them. I think. Do you think that Murata, Chelsea getting Murata is a panic buy? I know we're not I, we're I not do, even I close. Yeah, we're not buy. even close to the end of the transfer window. But do you think that they're kind of like you know they they're pretty confident? I feel like Chelsea are pretty confident. Costa's not going to be there week one. Yeah, he's either going to go on loan or he's going to get bought yeah. off. Yeah, this is a very it's very weird that they've done this. That they've kind of just gone for the the man that Man United were apparently going for. Do you think they've done that just to kind of spite them and be like, you know what, we're just going to go for this guy? And who would you take if you wanted, if in Liverpool, who would you rather, Lukaku or Morata? Well, it's a, it's a great question, really. Um, as a Liverpool fan, the, the the thing is, but you've got to look at who's playing around him. Yeah. Um, you know, as a Liverpool side, you know, they've got Salah, they've got Mane, they've got those things. There's positives to both. I reckon Lukaku would be really good around the body, just being able to flip those balls onto those kind of players or yep. getting the ball off them. And then Murata's probably one that can link up play with them, like, you know what I mean, kind of become that, another pacey forward around that. Yeah. Um, around the box. I definitely think Lukaku would suit Liverpool better than Murata just because I think you guys need a bit more strength around the yep. around the box and that. And I think that he provides that. You guys got a lot of pace around, a bit more nippy and a bit more skillful. Yep. Lukaku's like that brute force kind of striker who, as someone who actually seen him live play against Spurs at Goodison Park, he was just a monster. He's so he's just such a big man. And yep. even like, you know, Vertonghen, he couldn't get a hold of him. He's just so wide. He stretches yep. his arms out and just could hold the ball off anybody. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's built like a, a, a wall, really. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, he's going to be very hard to stop. I still, like, do you, how long do you give Lukaku to, to take off? Well, the thing is with Lukaku, because 
he's a Premier League player, he shouldn't get any time, should he? He no. should be like realistically, he should be banging in goals week one. You know, he's been and he's also he's not like he's getting bought right before the season starts. He's he's got a fair amount of time. You know, he's yeah. got before he's you know getting a company with his players and you know understanding the style. Yeah, Mourinho will be drilling it into his head what he needs to do. He's not you know he's not going to be walking in week one with absolutely no idea what's going on. And and he generally walks into a better side. So. You think like the goals that he's putting for Everton that he should theoretically improve. You know the team around him is better now. Um, he'll he'll probably become that vocal part of Man United. Um, you know it should be easier. Really, that's yeah. what that's what the general the general topic, like, conception would be. It should be, yeah. And you know you're saying before Lacazette in terms of what kind of pressure if he can slide under. For one, he won't be getting any uh, any help from the Arsenal fans. If he has a if he has a poor yeah, first definitely. five ten weeks, everyone's going to be calling for his head. Yeah, you know, and that's how football fans are. It's not just Arsenal, and, and definitely at Arsenal. The, like if you look at this point in time where they're sitting, um, the general amount of fans have had enough. I think, and it's it's you know it was bad enough all these years, like not winning the title and that. But the one thing they could always say that you know top four finished in the Champions League. They're not even in the Champions League this year. That's the only thing they really had to fall back on. I feel like it's now never for Arsenal. Well, you know, it. I'd say pretty much it is too. Do you think that signing Wenger just while you know we're on Arsenal? Do you think that was a smart idea? Do you think that he kind of earned that right to like retire when he wants to? Oh yes, you, can, no. Like, can somebody do that? Can I, somebody earn a right? I was to always, do that? I was always a big believer. Um, you don't know what you got till it's gone, kind of thing. Yes, and I feel like that's the same at Arsenal. I think that everyone's like, um, you know, get rid of him, get rid of him. But look at Sir Alex Ferguson. Look what's happened to Man United since since he's gone. You yeah, know? if you I can't think. find a suitable replacement, there's no real point in getting rid yeah, of him. Exactly right. And like any, everyone says that you know he's lost it, he's passed it, he's not, you know, he's not with the times and that. Yeah, he's still a great manager. And still a great manager. Day, and look at the league he's playing in now. You exactly. know, there's six genuine contenders. Yeah, and who knows by all the spending that you know the seventh, the inaugural seventh team every year, Everton, it could be yeah. seven contenders this year. Definitely. Well, I, I think yeah. There sorry. You go. I think that that brings into the point where the pressure is not only like on Arsenal, but there's a number of teams under pressure this year because of that. And this, you think of the strength of the managers that we've got this year. Um, and we've got to think about, you know, there's a lot of managers at the moment that need to win this year. I think there's six managers who need to win trophies this year. I don't think Everton are absolute guaranteed. They don't have to win them, but they should They should be looking to. Yep. But I think there's every other team, the top six need to win trophies. Everyone. If you look at somebody like Guardiola, if Man City have a poor year this season, especially with all the spending this guy's doing. Yeah, definitely. I guess he's going to get the sack. There's no, like, in, you know, and he's come out and said that if, he was, you know, uh, managing Barcelona, Bayern Munich, or anything like that. He would have already gotten the sack. Yeah. And to do that and to say that, I don't know if that's a um, a pot shot at the Premier League or anything like that, or maybe he, maybe that's I, him saying the Premier League's chase, tougher. I think for me, they chase so hard to, to get him, they can't just give it up. You know, give him up after one one year. Um, you know, if you look back, like they were they were after him for a long, long time, and because what he bring was success. Yes. And to a degree, he's really. He, He's probably chat to the board about this that he wanted to, like he's starting to build his own team. You know, you see a lot yes. of players getting pushed out to the side that you probably wouldn't have thought would ever happen two or three years ago. This this team that Man City before Guardiola took over, it had as well, you know, it had all its stars. It had a bunch of fantastic players, but it had so many holes in the team. It had so many areas that I think that 
just weren't up to scratch for a team who that were apparently going to challenge to win the league every season. You know, yeah. they started off last season, what, eight or nine games, winning streak or something, before, yes. yeah, yeah. before they came up against Spurs. And after that, it was just over for them. They just kept, they couldn't get a point. Yeah. And it just seems like they're a team that are starting to get that, t- that Guardiola style. They're starting to understand the formula. I don't know. You could argue, but that they're just spending money for the fuck's sake of spending money. So do you think that, or do you think that Guardiola actually is looking at somebody like Kyle Walker and going, you are worth this much money. I'm going to bring you in. I don't think it's so much the uh, the amount of money. I think it's kind of like, I want this player. And there's an, it's, it's just an open checkbook. I don't think, yeah. you know, like, if you look back at what Spurs, like they, they probably didn't want to sell him. Still, like Even though they no. had, like, you know, all the issues with him and that. They didn't really want to sell him, but the Potch didn't really mind. And that's I think that's the only reason he got sold. Yeah. Um, if Potch wanted to keep him, no way they would have sold him. So I think it was more of a... The fact that Man City just goes, damn your price. And they just did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they got that, that much money and no sense, really. And they just spend whatever. And they and whatever the asking price is, I reckon they're almost prepared to meet it, to be honest. Okay, so what do you think, just on Guardiola, what do you think a minimum requirement is this season? Do you think a minimum requirement is to win the Premier League? Um. Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um. You can't spend that much money on players, uh, push out the stars that, that have... You know, being before at Man City, like Aguero, kind of like those players that have really yeah. found themselves on the outskirts now. Yeah. And who would have thought that? The man that, you know, literally won them the Premier League title. Yeah, this, this is our oh. third episode. This is the third time you've brought up this. Yeah, game. I know. That's how much I love Aguero. I love him at Liverpool, let's be honest. But, um, yeah, like, he's made all the changes now and there's no excuses for him anymore. Yeah, it is like that. And if they, you know... I guess if they didn't win the Premier League, then winning the Champions, Champions League. It's one or the I, other. I guess it's, it's got to be one or the other. But, and, it, and there's no... Yeah, I can't see him doing another year of failure. And I don't see I don't see them winning the Champions League. I just don't think their team's up to it. And yeah. the scheduling and everything like that, that's very hard for a Premier League team. England, to really yeah, England far. teams are very, finding it very hard to get anywhere in the Champions League um, just because of... You know, Christmas time and that, the the schedule's through the roof. Like they're playing two or three games a week. Exactly, and you know, okay, we'll move on to the crosstown rivals to Man United. In terms of Mourinho, what you know, last season was obviously a uh, a disappointing one for any Man United fan. Uh, again, do you what is their requirement? Do you think that they need more to spend more money? Are they well? Are they up to it? To right. To be now? honest, it's the same kind of deal. I think it's it, it, yeah, it's got you know the, exactly the same uh, requirements as Man City. Um, and that was that's what's going to make it so interesting this year because there's so much expectation on so many managers. They can't all win everything, you know. What exactly, I mean? yeah. They're, they're not going to share it around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So someone's going to fall, I think. Um, it's pretty much the same deal. Um, they're, they're spending sim- like we talk about Man City spending, Man United spending through the roof as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, f- I find it funny that after all these years of mocking everyone else for spending and all these kind of stuff, they've just become that club as well. They are the club, aren't they? Yeah, they really have. If anyone, it's become them, you know, like spending a ridiculous amount of money. Um, yeah, it's exactly the, same, exactly the same thing, sorry. They've got to have a long run in the Champions League. Yep. If not, win the Premier League. Okay, so you're saying that and then in general, in terms of the Premier League, who do you think would go further? Who do you think's got the better chance of winning the league right now at a City and United? Honestly, I think City probably. Um, if they can get that front three right, uh, Gabriel Jesus, uh, Sterling, and uh, Sane. Sane, yep. 
that that's that's a deadly front three, and they're all you know what are they twenty one, twenty two? Like they're, well, they're got, so young, and you got guys like Silver now who's coming into yeah. the squad. You got Walker coming in from Bruyne. the right. Pardon? De Bruyne. Yeah, De Bruyne. Still, you forgot about him, and he's how good is he? He's, he's arguably the best player in the Premier League. You, yeah. could, you could definitely argue. So, well, okay, so they're the clubs. I think they're the only two clubs who anything lower than the Premier League title would be a failure of a season, regardless. Of Chelsea. Chelsea. You know, because of the fact that they've won the league last season, they if they didn't win the league this season, it, it wouldn't bite be. Them time. Yeah, it does. It bides Conte a bit more time. You know, do you think that he could have some second season blues? They are spending big, and they're you know they're bringing in these partnerships, and I don't know, like you know, this team right now, Murata coming it, in, it just seems to have a feel of like um, the feel of the year the Leicester won kind of thing. I don't know about you, it just has that feel like the. When they did win the league the year before, played such a great season. It just has that. I, don't know, I just don't feel like I, I feel like they should win it or be close, but I don't feel like it's going to happen. I don't know why. Yeah, I just got that feeling. They definitely like. I don't know. I had the same kind of thing. They're not really. They're not really. Don't have that sense of awe about them. But then again, I don't think they did last season at the start, especially at the start, because yeah. at the start of the season they were pretty woeful yeah, until they, they until they got beaten by Arsenal. That's when they switched their game around. Started three at the back, and they started bringing all these players in. Started building this kind of squad. It doesn't seem like it's going to be there this season on paper and just, you know, just thinking about it myself. But that being said, like, I didn't think they were going to win the league last season. Yeah, and they were by far the best team last season. Exactly right. Um, you know, the one thing about Conte is prove that if it's not working, he can change it. He can make it work. So um, we're going to find out probably, I reckon, the 10th game that, you know, if are they the real deal? Are they going to go to two again? Yeah. But, okay, so then you've got, like, I think, yeah, those three probably... Money spending wise, they should be the top three. Probably won't be. Let's be honest. That's just not how the Premier League works. No. The next three, kind of a toss of the coin at the moment: Klopp, Wenger, Posh. Who's got the most pressure on them out of those three, in general? And uh, who do you expect to finish the highest out of those three? Well, it's such a tough question, isn't it? You, you'd think Wenger, um, but at the same time, he's unsuckable, really. Um, it just seems like that way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really feels like they're just never going to give up on him, um, which is good for like. I don't know what, honestly, Arsenal fans like out there, like, <laughs> you might miss him one day. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's the truth. But I don't, like, if they can hold on to Sanchez, that's, that's another thing too. If, they, if they're going to, you know, stick to their guns and hold on to him, Arsenal are a real chance. You know, they've got a good front three yep. um, to attack there. Um, you know, anything can happen if they hold on to him. But Liverpool... After after Salah, oh, Salah, Salah, yeah, I don't know why I'm starting out there. Yeah. Um. After them, we haven't really done much. So, I'd like to think that we're going to get a couple more players. But after that, yeah, I don't know. Yep. And okay, so that's in terms of the players. But Klopp, how much pressure is on Klopp then? You know, we, as you said, Wenger is unsackable. I do think that is true. But well, yep. Liverpool will expect more. I think like. It's is it, is got, a trophy a minimum this season? I, I think so. Like, we've got to win something. It's been a little bit too long. I think top four is becoming a bit stale. Like, we've done that now. You know, we, we, you've got to improve after that. You know I mean? You can't get top four and then a top four and then top four. And it's just kind of like stalemate kind of thing. You've got to challenge for the title. We've got to, you know, be in an FA Cup final, even, you know, go far in the Champions League. So, um, it's not the pressure. I wouldn't say the pressure's on him. But it's yeah. it's it's building. If something didn't happen this year, I definitely think that the following season, yeah, it would be make yeah, or you break. You can't see much happening this year. But that being said, I like 
I think that you could say Posh is kind of in that bit of a similar thing. A lot of people say that they have to win a trophy yet. Is it unfair to Posh that considering he's built this team basically and he's the one he's one of the main reasons why this team are you know doing so well that he's going to have all this pressure on now for not winning a trophy in a season? Well, that's the thing or too. Or does that just I, come I, with it? I think the Wembley thing is going to be a massive factor whether he fails or not. Uh, I'd say no trophy in top four would be a failure for Tottenham now. Definitely top four. I think that if we didn't get top four this season, I'd consider it a failure. I'd almost consider it a failure if you'd got top four and no trophy or no and no and pretty much the same as what you got this year. Yeah. Um. Look, I'm expecting when you know, for me being a Spurs fan, I'm expecting to win league. That's probably good. I guess that I'm expecting that now. I yeah. that's not I'm not requiring. Last season was something like I wanted to make sure that this pre, the previous season wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to make sure yeah. that. You know, this season just being, sorry, it was much better again. I think we improved, got more points. We seemed like a more complete side. Again, this season is now hopefully the season we can actually break through. Well, exactly right. And, um, you know, you've got Harry Kane now, proven scorer. Now, there's no there's no doubt in the mind he's a world-class striker, and I think everyone agrees with that. Is he world-class? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. You don't believe that. I, it's like, I guess maybe it's because I don't want to like talk. I don't want to pump up my own players' tires, but I don't. I think I've said this in the first He's episode. But I don't see the fear. Like I don't. I wouldn't fear Harry Kane if on you know if I was coming up against Spurs, where I think I would fear Sanchez, and I think I would fear Aguero, even though he's not. Like if he was you know fully fit Aguero, yeah. and like I don't think I'd fear Lukaku really. I don't think Lukaku and Kane are that like are those kind of players. You said he was a beast before. Lukaku, he is, he is a beast player, but I don't think he's not like somebody I'm scared of. He wasn't like what that game. someone like Sturridge? <laughs> he can pull something out of nowhere. He can pull something out of nowhere, but he, you know, he needs to get off the, get off point, the entry my list. Point is, the point is, is you, they don't necessarily have to fear them. Like, if he's banging in 26, 27 goals, yep. it doesn't matter. Of course, yeah. And like, you know, two golden boots now and three fantastic seasons. He's, you know, he's proven. And how old is he? 23? Yeah, I mean, 23. <laughs> like... You, yeah, he's got maybe even twenty two. I don't know. Like, yeah, he's a very young player. He's he's going to be getting offers left, right, and centre. But you know, that's that just comes with being a good player. Yeah, yeah. But he's somebody I don't think will leave. But we'll move on to that maybe a bit later. Klopp, I think actually just thinking about that, I think Liverpool and Tottenham are kind of on a second and a third year out of a three year plan. Yeah, I think that Liverpool yeah. had their break their first season. Now this season, something that they need to retain and kind of hopefully hopefully win a trophy. Retain and build. I yeah, think. exactly. You can't, you can't hover in this league, I don't think. Exactly. Otherwise you get left behind. And then I think next year is the year that they need a strike and really try and go for the league. Whereas I think it's Tottenham are in the, almost the third year of that plan of trying to the striking and going for the league kind yeah, of part. Yeah, definitely. Is it hard? How much harder is it now than it was you know 10 years ago for a team to do this, to kind of break into this... Um, winning the league kind of mentality when you've got you know teams like United, teams like Chelsea, teams like City, who just spending fucking like hundreds of millions of pounds every transfer window. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I guess until you get that big takeover, you know you can't. Well, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg came out and said he wants to do a one billion dollar takeover of Spurs, the creator of Facebook. Would you like that? No, I don't want to be that team. <laughs> that sounds. I don't. I, I know. I probably, you say that until you start winning. Exactly. And then you're like, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I know, but it's just like I don't know. It just it, well, annoy, it annoys actually, me um, to see it. I actually read a statement from Stephen Gerrard this week that he uh, he reckons if it wasn't for Man City and Chelsea's money that he would have had a couple of Premier League medals by now. What do you reckon about that? Truth. Well, of course. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Of course, you could say that about any player, but if, it, yeah. if you could say. 
that uh, Shakiri for Stoke right now, he could be like, if every if every other team didn't have the money, we could have a chance of winning the Premier League. I'm pretty sure before he went to Stoke, he'd won the league every single league he played professionally with Bayern and with Basel. And yet, for some reason, he doesn't want to leave, and he wants to stay at Stoke. He wants to. Yeah, he said his his goal was to win Loves the Champions the League. Know at Stoke. Fuck it, hell. Poor guy. Well, okay, so you're going Klopp, Posh. Wenger, in, in your opinion right now, where you know, a month out from the Premier League, it's getting really close to the start of the season. Who do you think is going to win the league? Well, my heart says Liverpool. And I actually have hopes. I, I, do, I generally do have hopes. I don't think it's so unrealistic that we have a chance of winning it. Probably not. Okay. Um, I think probably City. City's due. I think Pep's got to it, it get it right this year, surely. I think we expect Pep. You know, we expected Pep last season yeah, to win. Exactly. And like, you know, I guess that's just because he brings that winning culture, as you said. I, I don't know about you, but last year I had the same kind of feeling before the season started. That they weren't going to do it? No, but like I expected City to win. I expected, I expected Man United to be up there. Um, you know, I wasn't sure about Chelsea. It was the same kind of feels that I had last year. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, that I'm getting again. So I don't know what to think. Because like, so that could, yeah, yeah that means a bunch could, of different things. It means things. anything, doesn't it? Well, yeah. And like Liverpool, you're saying, like, you know, they're still going after players like uh, Van Dyke. You know, there's still a big chance to pin him. Van Dyke is, you know, nominated Liverpool as kind of his club of choice, basically. Yeah. He's somebody that Liverpool definitely need. You guys need yeah, to tidy up at the back. And yep. that could be something that could, you know, go to. And hopefully he's not like someone like John Stones who goes to a better team and fucking becomes useless. Yeah. Well, but exactly right. yeah, like, you know, it could have that kind of effect to him. But I think Van Dyke, he, he went from Celtic to Southampton and then really improved again. So I, I feel like he's proved himself more. He is a very good player. Well, okay. On the managers, you were, you wanted to talk about this. Uh, Big Sam. Yeah, I did. I wanted to bring it up because he's out of a job. Uh, we all know that. He is proven in the Premier League, never been relegated, which is a, a, a name up in lights for those smaller teams. Of course. I have a feeling that it's going to become a mad race for him in January where teams are going to be at the bottom. There's going to be at least one team on the bottom, you know. Yep. There, there's always going to be that team. They're going to be struggling. The team on the second bottom is going to be struggling. When do they start screaming out for him? When do they go, we'll give you five mil, we'll give you six mil, whatever, come save us. Uh, in terms of when they start looking at them, I see the teams who have just come up, especially Huddlesfield and Brighton. Yep. Uh, I feel like they'll get be given a bit more time. Newcastle won't because they got Raf. But like um, they'll be giving a little bit more time. I think teams like Swansea, teams like Watford, teams like Crystal Palace. Well, he was at Crystal Palace last year. I'm not 100% sure what happened there. I think he, he said retirement or something. Mm, well, exa- but like, you know, who knows? Look, Football's a funny thing. Like, you know, yeah. these these are the three teams that I think might struggle this season, especially Watford and Swansea. Well, definitely if Swansea lose uh, Sigerson. Sigerson. Of yeah. course, yeah. And who knows? It might They might go Christmas shopping. They might pick up Big Sam. And like, you know, that, I think that's a great acquisition. And I think he's somebody, again, as you said, proven to get him out of, out of relegation zone. And, you know, he's just, he's a bit of a character as well. And that's what yeah. you like. And you want that in a manager. Yeah, exactly right. And, um, you know, it's almost like a safe... So people feel like teams feel safe when they, you know, get him on board, and for good reason. He's proven. He's one hundred percent proven. So it'd be interesting. Also, talk of him in possibility of looking at the Scotland job. I, I didn't. I hadn't mentioned really? that to you. Yeah, um, it's a similar kind of situation where Scotland aren't, you know, a world beaters. Yeah. So it could be a perfect fit for him in international level. Like he, he did have that chance with England. Uh, obviously, it all went, you know, south on that one. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I'm sure Sam's uh, phone would be uh, rang a few times over the, the January break. 
May or oh, probably not early. I don't think. Um, I don't know about you. How early do you reckon? Yeah. Um. Look, it's hard to it's hard to kind of come up with a foolproof plan on how early it could be because you just don't know how bad teams are going to go. Yep. If some team goes zero and ten, which isn't I like, as I'm sure it's happened before. Yeah. But like, you know, if someone goes zero and ten, I'm sure maybe at the week ten they could be calling Sam, being like, you know what, we need, we just need to get yeah, this out to. of here because we're not looking like doing anything at the moment. Yep. I'd say around Christmas, I think the I think the halfway marks when you know it's almost like you know they, that transfer window kind of starts that January transfer period, and then it's like they do that in manager world as well, and they're just like yeah, you know well, what we wait gives for the that. managers a chance to get someone as well in that time if they want to exactly, and they can get him in you know January first, get get him straight in, and then he can start you know being like okay, well give me a little bit of money so I can get like one or two players in just to help out because you know you're not going to build a squad in the January yeah. period, and then see what I can do. But you know, Big Sam is somebody who I'm shocked that he's not with anybody at the moment. Yeah, you would have thought, you know, if the team's offered him a few mil for the year that he would have uh, been convinced to join them, but he must be standing firm on his stance at the moment. But I don't think we've seen the last of him, to be honest. Definitely. Well, okay, so I want to bring this up with you, Mick, because I was saying before to you before off-air uh, how much these you know players are worth, and we, we've been saying it a bit, how just the inflation of prices is just ridiculous right now. People are going for so much more than what they're actually worth. I'm going to give you four names, and... um. I'm gonna just. I want you to rack off how much you think they're actually worth in today's climate, especially with their, you know, their contract negotiations and everything like that. So every factor included. Every factor included right now, not just like a, a separate player, just on their own. I want in their current state. What do you think they're worth? I'm gonna start with Sanchez because he's the big one. He doesn't. Um, Wenger's come out and said that he doesn't want to sell him. Sanchez wants to play Champions League football. You know, they've got Man City pressing. They've got PSG, who's looking, who's apparently coming down now to have a, a meeting with Arsenal to try and get him over. He's got 12 months left on his contract. Is this now or never to sell this guy? Because why would you wait? You're not going to, you're, the chances of somebody selling somebody for 60 mil in the January transfer is minus, is fucking slim to it none. It won't happen because he can sign a pre-contract, I'm pretty sure. Exactly. Well. So I think Arsenal are banking on the fact that they have a good season. And then he'll be convinced to stay. I reckon it's worth the gamble. I don't. I honestly think he's probably worth about fifty right now, in every uh, circumstance included. Yep. Um, but this time next year he's worth zero if he stays, and he wants to go. Exactly. Well, okay. So if, so you reckon if if Liverpool going after you pay fifty? Yep. If uh, if a bigger team were coming after him, do you think they? Do you reckon you'd be okay with like? Do you think it's okay if they paid sixty, seventy for him? I wouldn't go above 60. I definitely wouldn't. Just wouldn't, because of the contract? Do you think that's the, the big yeah, one? the contract, the age. You know, you're not going to pay 60 mil for a 29-year-old. He goes into his 30s next year. But isn't he like, yeah, he's one of the, What would you rate him in terms of the Premier League? Would he be in the top five oh, he's players? he's one of the best, yeah. But, so don't you think that kind of quality is worth that money, especially if it's going to push a certain team to a title? If Man City are kind of going, Pep's, Pep's you know, at the drawing board right now, and he's going, okay, I, I need, need this, 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 and he's like, this is my year. If I don't do this... I'm in real trouble. I'm bringing in all these players. I'm putting, you know, I'm putting all the chips on the table right now. I'm going all in. I'm willing to pay sixty-seven. I'm willing to pay seventy-five million now for Sanchez because all I need him is for one year. Really, yeah. I just need him for one year. Have a good year. Win me the title, and then after that, it's great. Like it's golden, and it doesn't anything else is a bonus kind of thing. Yeah. So, do you think that that's well, some way to look at it? Yeah. Also, also, where does he fit on the Man City pitch? Is the only other thing I've got to think. That's a that. tough one. Yeah. Where does he go? 
Well, I think that if you know, he could play striker. I think that he and Jesus could be alternating strikers. You play Jesus on one side. Sane's very young. I like it is. It's a very crowded team right now, especially you've got players like Silva. So, yeah, very top heavy, and that's the thing is that their back half is the thing that kind of stops them yeah. from you know being an actual, I think, a Premier League champion contender. Yep. But you know, when you've got players like De Bruyne, you've got Silva, you've got Jesus, Sterling, Sane, Aguero still. And then looking to bring in someone like Sanchez, it's like you can't fit them all in. You got Yaya Toure, like who, who, you know, who, <laughs> <Nice shot>. yeah, <laughs> but like you know, playing he's like your C, your standard CDM, and then everyone above them is just like really great players. I don't well, know, like there is some genuine world class players in that. So where does like where does Aguero go if Sanchez got there? Well, like, I don't see Aguero staying at Man City. I think Aguero's got to go, and I think that I think that's why they want to go for Sanchez because they're preparing for life after Aguero. Yeah, um, Jesus is somebody, and that's the thing. Like if, the only if, thing too with that, like it's like why Sanchez isn't Aguero? Like, the same kind of player. I wouldn't say any either of them are better than each other. Why would you go pay fifty mil for Sanchez when you've got Aguero? I don't know. It's I think like, it's, it's like replacing your red Ferrari for a yellow one. Yeah, well, and paying a full price again. It, it is. It's very, it's very true. That is a very good point. To be fair, I guess maybe you know Aguero might have lost a bit of his hunger. He doesn't. He's not playing for Guardiola anymore. Guardiola just doesn't see him in his system. Maybe no, maybe it's an attitude thing. Maybe it's yeah. just they just don't get along. Like you know how like football can sometimes be a very it's fickle, very, very fickle. Yeah. yeah, very fickle game. And if somebody, if you just don't get along, you don't like the system that they're trying to go for, then it's for certain managers, especially someone like Guardiola, it's just like, okay, fuck off. I'll find somebody just as good. And in this case, exactly the same. Well, a very similar player in Sanchez. Well, right now, I think Sanchez is better than Aguero, to be fair. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah, I do very <sighs> much so. I think Sanchez last season was it, it, probably the second season, or third. I think, yeah. but if we're looking on the, the, the grand scale of things, I think that Aguero is a better player. In terms of what, his career? Or are you just saying he's... Uh, like, probably right. Premier League wife. Yeah, but you know, you're not you're not going on what they've done in the past. You're doing on what they've done now. Well, and like we now, are because other, we, well, like we last season, arguing who's a better player. But last season was go- now. Like it still counts I as now. It's now. It count. Yeah, it does count as like you know the re- most recent form. He's Aguero's good, most he's recent still form. Still banged in twenty goals. Aguero. Yeah, I guarantee you banged in twenty goals. I don't know. We'll, we'll look it up. I'll have to, I will have to look it up at the break. And then you're gonna tell on the podcast that you were wrong and I was right. Okay, I'll put. Like I'll put oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Anyway, um, okay. So, so you don't shake on it. For, so he's not confident. Yeah, I'm not confident actually. Uh, so okay, Sanchez overall fifty mil. I go fifty to sixty. Okay, Costa. In the grand climate of it, you've got Murata coming in. You've got you know he's on the way out. Dressing up in an Atletico Madrid shirt in Brazil. Oh, he can't do it, but he can't go there, and that's the thing. I know, but like he doesn't. He doesn't want to be there. He knows, it, he's what a visibly showing. What a horrible situation for Chelsea. That, that text message getting out because I literally could see the price fall. Oh, his stock's just plummeted, hasn't it? Went down south, straight away. Um, you pretty much just told the whole footballing world that just have him. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Well, now like, now they're going for a price. I think they're saying like 40 something mil. Like I 44. heard even as low as mid 20s. Wow. And that's, yeah, you know, they might just try and ship him off if they can. I've heard things of like, I think AC Milan want him on loan. Would uh, that be a good move for both, I think? Yeah, I'd say so. But the thing he is... He needs to get out of England. He really does. He's been crucified. But, you know, the thing here. is about putting someone on loan is that that's... They've got to come know, back. Yeah, they've got to come back at some stage. Stable. When he comes back. Yeah, I guess that's he's it. Mid, like, he's still 26, 27. He's not that old. He's he not terribly 50. old. <laughs> he looks fit. He looks like other things too. Dirty uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like he is somebody who could strengthen an AC Milan team. You know, I don't think Atletico would be able to 
go for him in January. I guess they still have all their funds, so they could. Yeah, I think he can. I think the earliest he can play for Atletico is it's, January. Yeah, it's the start. Yeah, it's the start of the season, start of the year, 2018. So, but why would Atletico want him? They've got Griezmann. Yeah, I think. Do you think it's just that you know that old love for each other? Look, you know, he was a fan favorite down at Atletico. I think he could still work with Griezmann. Like Griezmann's a flexible player that could play as a wing or something. Um, don't forget, they're a big club now. They are playing Champions League. They're playing in all these stuff, and they're competing in everything. So um, they, they made the Champions have League that final. One like, what happens if Griezmann gets injured? You know. Yeah, of course. But I, I think that when before Atletico actually got told that they couldn't got the ban, they couldn't sign anyone until next year. They were actually only giving. Yeah, you know, they'll probably got to go mid twenties for Costa. Pretty sure they chucked out that number, and they're like, "Well, why would we pay for more? They got Griezmann, who's one of the best strikers in yep, the world, exactly. As, and especially he's catered to our league. He's very like he's proven in our league. Costa is proven, but you know, once you go away and do a different league for a bunch of years, you might need to adapt a bit more back to the yeah. style. And I, he's older. I find it's probably easier for for someone like Costa to to oh, Costa's probably not the, the greatest example because he he suits the Premier League perfectly. But going back to those other leagues, they find it. I think find it probably a bit easier. Yeah. Look at uh, Hernandez and all those guys that have gone on to play very well over in Europe. It's probably because it's an easier league, I, I believe. Anyway. Yeah, well, that's that's something that's definitely up for debate. You could, <laughs> you could argue that. Okay, so before we move on, Costa, how much we would we would you pay for him to come to Liverpool with everything that's happening? Oh, Thirty. Thirty mil. Yeah, and I wouldn't that's go fair. higher than that. No way. Uh, well, next one we'll go straight up to Guerra. We we're talking about him before. Uh, one of your favourite players ever. You, if you don't say anything less than 200 mil, I'm going to be very disappointed. Nah, uh, 270. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, realistically, I honestly think he's probably still worth about 60. You, you see... Jesus. No, a lot of money. I said 50, 60 for Sanchez. And yeah. I, and I think is better than Sanchez. That's true. You do think that. That's something we should have a battle on that next next episode. If anyone wants to comment in the comments below... And there is no and- comment section below. What do you mean? <laughs> There's no comment section below. You SMS me <laughs> at 04. No. Uh, okay, so... Don't we have comments on this? No, we don't. It's a podcast. Oh, we'll, have a, we'll email us then. <laughs> no. And start a war. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so, Aguero... Which you would be wrong because Aguero's the best. Well, why is Aguero better than Sanchez then? Uh, it's personal preference, I think, really. Of course. Um, I think he moves well. Sanchez, they're, they're the same player. I seriously think that they are honestly a red and yellow Ferrari. Do you think that, okay, well, do you think that Sanchez is a bit hungry at the moment then? Not particularly. I don't think he's that hungry at all. Or do you think that... Well, I don't think there's any difference in him. Do you think Aguero just doesn't like where he is right now? I think Aguero, it, it's like, um, for me, right, it's like you've been settled in his house. What? Aguero, I'm just going to confirm now. Keeped exactly 20 goals in the season. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, well, how many Sanchez kicked? He would have kicked like 26. Like. Uh, 24 and had, I think, 10 assists or something like that. Yeah, well, how much assists did Guerrero have? He's a striker, doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, continue. But it'd be like, you know, I'd like to compare it in this comparison, right? So you're living at home, Nick. You're living at home, right? Okay, you're, I'm living. You're the king of the house. Yep. And then all of a sudden, say, say hang on. Your parents are divorced. They're not divorced in real life. Okay. Yep. Thanks for. And then your dad in. gets a new stepmom. Oh, okay. And then your stepsister comes in and takes over the house okay. and tries to kick you out. Okay. This is a real bad comparison, but. Okay. That's where Aguero is feeling right now. Who's Aguero? Me. Me is yeah, the you're, person you're who's getting Aguero. kicked out of the house. You're the star for so many years, and now you're forgotten man. And why is he the star again? What did he do all those years ago? Just the greatest single moment in <laughs> Premier League history. Martin Tyler, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is an epic call. Okay, so what was that? You go 50, 60, was it? Or you go 60, was 60. it? 60. 60. 60 plus. 
Okay, and then last but not least, Mares. Well, he's gone missing a little bit, hasn't he? I've heard, you know, Mares is someone who's getting a bit of a few offers. I heard Arsenal really wanted him. Recently, Spurs have gone for him. They've set a price tag of 50 mil. Spurs have said they are not willing to pay that, which might be because their funds... Might, they might well, they be, can get a che- Sanchez for 50 mil. <laughs> yeah, well, they wouldn't be selling. They'd be, have to pay a lot more for Sanchez to go to a rival. Yeah, that is yeah, um, But Mares, do you think he's... Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, but Mares, do you think he's worth 50 mil? No, definitely not. Um, look, he had that great season. Everyone, no one can forget it. Not player of the year and all that. Um, but he ha- he has gone missing. That he kind of did the hazard, you know, the the year after, which does give it like it gives you a little bit of hope that he can he can recapture that form. I think he needs to give it another year before he play. If I was him, I'd say Leicester for this year and just play football. I think they're going to be a lot better this year, Leicester. I think. They got over the hangover just, like, and then they started to play well at the end. Yeah, they still a bit more competitive, but well, they, they finished me tail in the end, and they were rock bottom at near Christmas. But isn't that like, yeah, but that's okay, but that's just kind of polishing off a turd for the season, isn't it? Just well, not really. I think, I think you'd be surprised how they go this year, and definitely if they get players like Ian Nacho and that, um, that would probably suit Mares as well. Oh, Vardy suits Mares as well, but um, I think you need to stay at Leicester. Have a good season. His stocks will rise. I wouldn't see yeah. him going any more than thirty or forty. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say and that, that was generous. He I mean. would he would need to build his stock up big yeah. time, and that's kind of his thing right now. He had one fantastic season, but his previous the one that's just been was. You're supposed to be played at a very good game in the preseason the other day, so that's, hopefully that's a good sign. Does that mean anything? But do, what do you think? Okay, while we're on that, yeah. What do you think of preseason? Is it just for players to kind of get their touch back? But like they don't lose their touch; they're always playing. They only get two months, three well, months off anyway. I, I think preseason's a lot. Is is really going to the commercial side now? You see them traveling all over the world. Um, it's really for the fans. You know, you see a lot of teams come over here to Australia. Yep. Um, they don't feel their strongest teams, obviously. It gives the kids a chance to run, have a run. Yeah, that's, that's that's. I think that's probably one of the only positives positives yeah. about it. And they come to us. It, you know what I mean? It's not so much we're going to them. But I think I like the, the, the fact that the season, uh, pre-season tours come around the world and they travel and they go see all these people because, you know, a lot of players, like, they wouldn't, obviously they wouldn't forget, but probably don't realise how big of the support they've got. Definitely the big teams around the world. That's true, yeah. Like I was, I was very surprised when you know, like Liverpool came out all those years ago, and they felt completely packed out the stadium. And yeah, I was well, like, I was, I was, one of the I was there, there. I was there too, and I was just, it was crazy. Like, it was just crazy to see how much support they actually there yeah. actually is. And anyone like it doesn't know the game was hosted at MCG, which has a capacity of hundred thousand, hundred thousand, yeah, and it was sold out game. So yeah, that was pretty. That, that was pretty special, and like to see those the Melbourne Victory fans, about a thousand of them, <laughs> decide to still wear their victory stuff. It was just know, a sea of red. Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a piss take, to be fair. Uh, well, okay, I'm gonna chuck out one more name. I know you didn't want me to say this name because, but I just need to get my uh, my Spurs love in for just one episode. Uh, Harry Kane, because I was talking before and was saying that you know Lukaku goes for seventy five mil. You got Murata, who's gonna go for about seventy to eighty mil. What does that make Kane's value? You just wanted to say this. So you just wanted to see uh, Kane's value sh- skyrocket. Well, no, it's just a general, just a general thought because I, I really do think that you know Kane is a better striker than Lukaku. I re- oh yeah, he's the best striker in the Premier League. Probably. Well, yeah, but, you could argue that. I think Kane when Sanchez plays striker, I think him and him and Kane are probably what no Agüero. 
Not Aguero, no. Sanchez Aguero's is better than Aguero. Nah, I don't, You're I, fucking mad. Nah, I'm, we're not going to have this argument, Mickey. Uh, I'm having this argument uh, if you don't believe Aguero's not in that three. He might be the third. That's, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Aguero's not up to it. He's not as good as what he used to be. And he's I, still as good. He's just been pushed out. He's been pushed out. That's fine. If he was better, if he was Harry, if he was on Harry Kane or Sanchez's level, no. he wouldn't get pushed out. Simple. No. Okay, so on Harry Do you Kane... Sanchez, if, do you reckon Sanchez, if you'd been at Man City, say the roles were reversed, right? Aguero has, has been at Arsenal, Sanchez has been at Man City, he would not be getting pushed out by Gabriel Jesus right now. Maybe, maybe not. I reckon he would be. You reckon he would be? 100%. Well, yeah, I maybe you think that. It depends what Guardiola wants. A lot of it's that, and a lot of it's the hunger, and I don't think Aguero is there right now. He doesn't seem as hungry as what he used to be. He's, you know, he just, I don't know, just, just he just doesn't seem just up to it. it. I just think they're just, Throwing away something that isn't broken. <laughs> Get the new Ferrari. Okay, well, Kane, Kane, what's his worth? Give it to me. Like, well, in honesty, don't just take the piss. <laughs> I'm not taking the piss. I don't, I don't. I couldn't see him going for any different price. Really? I feel like Lukaku. I feel, well, I'll put it this way, right? Murata and Lukaku's price have definitely inflamed. I don't. I'm not yes. sure why. Because the market. Yeah, the market. But I feel like Harry Kane would go. Could go for around that mark in maybe 80, 85, but would be worth that money, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So, but do you think that. And in a you know, Spurs, market? just say Spurs, if they were, just say they said, oh, Hurricane's like, I want to leave now. Just say tomorrow came out and said, I want to leave. Would not would Spurs not look at the prices of Lukaku and Murata and be like, well, he's clearly better? Like, he's like, clearly better than Lukaku. Murata's yet to be proven. What, you know, we should be wanting, if they're going for 75, we're going to have to go for 100 mil. I wouldn't say hundred, but people would pay that. People would pay hundred mil for Harry Kane. Right now, they would. Who could afford hundred mil to pay for him? Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't, honestly. I think Man, Man United would. Uh, Man City would. Man City just bought Gabriel Jesus. That's all right. Man City can buy anyone. They, they can, <laughs> have you not seen? They've got. <laughs> they, they've got an open checkbook. They can buy whatever they want. Yeah, I think PSG. I don't would think be the interested. options are as there as you, as much as you think. What do you mean? That's it? And like old Real Madrid. Real Madrid will be putting in Kane an offer. Can work at Man City? How do you know? Because I just he just doesn't fit their system. He's not quick enough. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. That could be that could no. be a thing. But don't you think that sometimes, well, as the Lukaku um, to um, Liverpool, I was saying before, get that brute strength. Do you think that Harry Kane could provide a bit, you know, a bigger man kind of, a bit more class about him instead of just speed, just kind of speed with yeah, him? Yeah, he'd fit in. He could work at Liverpool, but and then it goes to price. Liverpool can't afford 100 mil. Yeah, of course, but that's what I'm saying. Do you think that Kane, you know, the way that Lukaku would fit Liverpool well, I think at least, do you think Kane could fit Man City well in that way? Because, you know, just kind of that different style changes it up a bit. I've just got that gut feeling that he couldn't. Yeah, okay. it's, 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 that's a pure gut feeling. Okay, well, you're just... What, a, what do you think? You're just a fucking idiot. Well, nah, you agree with me. No, no, I do agree that, like, you know, right now, obviously, this far into the transfer window, if Kate must go up, he wouldn't go for 100 mil. I think that if next season, just say he has the exact same season as this season through the next one, just say, for, fucks, for argument's sake, he would be worth, I think, Real Madrid would offer him 100 mil. Yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. I just, I, I just think that this it guy. It doesn't seem like the player that they'd go for, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but they've they've already shown a bit of a bit of interest in him. They just some, I don't know. They seem like they need somebody, and if they don't get Mbappe, which you know, we don't know what the hell's going on with that. At the well, uh, with Mbappe, uh, Man City might be in a bit of trouble with that too because uh, Monaco are rumored to uh, report some of the clubs that have been trying to get him 
sneakily that I've heard this week. And uh, Man City, who have already been in trouble a couple of times with the transfer, um, the way they approach the player, um, they could be one of the teams named like. That's rumour. So what do you mean by that? What do you So mean? The, they've been having a lot of problems that, like, it's the Van Dyke thing at Liverpool over again where the teams are, a li- like, not illegally, but, or, or yeah. Illegal. Underhandedly. Yeah. Illegal. Contacting the players and the agents and hustling them and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's not going in the transfer rules. So it's been, uh, to be honest, I'm pretty sure every single team in the world would have done it. Like, At I can't some stage, see it yeah. being, yeah, I can't see that being a unique um, experience. Yeah, I can't. Um, I don't know what kind of punishment they could give you, but well, like, I think it could be like transfer bans and that. I'm not. Don't hold me on that. I don't that'd know be enough fantastic. about it. I love Man City to get a transfer ban for next season. They've already bought half the fucking. Yeah, world, so. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Okay, so Kane, final final amount of money before we move on. Ninety. Ninety mil. That's fair. 400. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. So, Liverpool. Well, I, yeah, I got my little bit of spurts out. We'll move on to Liverpool. Yeah, give him, give him, um, give him my turn. Yeah, we were talking about Van Dyke a bit before. He's probably, you know, he'd probably be worth about 60 mil at the moment in this kind of market, especially for a centre-back. You guys are chasing... Who are you chasing for 70 mil? Uh, Keita. Keita, Leipzig. Uh, Leipzig, yeah. yeah. Leipzig, Leipzig. Leipzig. $66 million turned down offer. That is the rumour going around. Liverpool preparing 70. Um, look, I haven't seen enough of this guy. 70 million seems like an awful lot. See, I don't even know what position the guy plays. He's a centre midfielder. Okay. Um, you know, I was actually watching... <laughs> speaking of centre midfielders, like with... Um, Lucas has just gone to Lazio. It's kind of paved the way a little bit for that extra midfielder kind of thing. Um, Lucas was a great service to the club, 10 years. So, yeah. You know, how many players play for 10 years at one club at the moment these days? Yeah, these days with Definitely all the money the being thrown around. That. Especially if you're a very good player. Yeah. So, like, as a Liverpool supporter, thank you, Lucas, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> I don't know what thank you in Brazil is, but I doubt you'd be listening to this ever Cheers. in your life. Cheers. But uh, back onto the topic. Um, yeah, so they're preparing 70 million. The rumour has it. Look, I... <laughs> It's scared. This scares me because I don't know who he is. I haven't seen him play. It's it's a bit different. Look, most of the chances I think we were on top of. We know the player. We know how they play. We know if they're worth that money. You know what I mean? It's for me. It's a very. Uh, it's it's into the unknown because I'm really trusting that Liverpool know what they're doing. And seventy million is a lot of money, definitely for a centre midfielder. Like you get a Murata at the moment. You know, I don't know if I'd be happy with him anyway. But um, yeah, so. It's just to see if they accept the offer and uh, to see how it goes. He, he must be some some talent because seventy million is a hell of a lot of money. I I think this is absolutely ludicrous. To be fair, I think seventy million for a player. Panic buy? I, I don't know if it's a. Pa- They're being chasing for a while, it, but it can't be a panic buyer. Like we're too, we're not even close to the end of the the window, and this isn't like it's not like anyone else is really going for him. Yeah, I, well, that's I exactly think this right. is a classic like. This is inflation gone wrong. I think that there are some times where you know the inflation. You could argue that like, like they're worth the price still, you know. Yeah. But I think this is just someone who is, I'm I'm sure he's a good player, and that's what I've heard. I've heard he's a good player. I don't think any good player is worth seventy million dollars or yeah, sixty six yeah, mil. Exactly right. And I, it's just too much. I, I just have a feeling that we know more about a man like this Spanio if he was worth the seventy mil. How many, how many players are worth seventy mil that we haven't we don't know about? That's exactly it, and. It's just like, the, and again, the league and like, you don't know yep. coming into the Premier League, it's a different, st- it's again, it's a different kind of um, st- 
you know, type and strategies and everything's just so much different. I'm not saying it's for better or for worse. You could argue that again, but 70 mil is just a ridiculous amount of money. I don't see it. I don't see it happening, even though they have apparently put in bids. I just, I, I think you'd be I'd mad. rather put 70 million into Aubameyang, to be honest. Well, Aubameyang's a funny one because, yeah, a week ago I was reading that, Chelsea and Liverpool about them now. Well, I heard Liverpool were the front runners. I heard that they were clear front runners. You know, he, want, he has connections with Klopp, obviously, and wanted to come over. Uh, Chelsea obviously aren't going to get him anymore. Murata's, yeah. Murata's got to go there. Um, you know, United's not going to. Man City haven't really shown any interest in them. I don't think City will go for him. If anything, they'll go for Sanchez before. Yeah, you know, Aubameyang wants to go to Real Madrid. And I don't think it will happen. No. If it, if it wanted to happen... It's not on the cards. And the ball is really in Madrid's court, really, because... They're not interested. Yeah, the, yeah. if they were interested, they could just pluck him wherever they wanted. Yeah, and they're, they're not interested in them. And he's he's been open to the um, to the possibility of coming to the Premier League. No one else can afford him. Like, the only the only yeah. team who could is Liverpool. You know, Lacazette's gone to Arsenal, Murata, Lukaku. Yeah, it'd be pointless buyers for any of the other, those yeah. other top four teams. Spurs aren't going to buy him anyway, and... You look at it, but now all of a sudden they've come out and Dortmund has come out and said that Aubameyang's not moving anywhere, even though he's come out and said he wants to move before that. So I don't know if there's been a change of heart in Aubameyang. I don't well, know if maybe, Dortmund's trying to jack yeah. his price up and be like, you know what, if you want him, you're going to have to pay out your ass to get him. Maybe he's taken a backwards step, realised after Chelsea's confirmed signing, or close to confirmed signing Murata, that well, maybe I don't have as many options as I thought. You know, But he's if you um, if he does have connections to Liverpool, that's the only option you need, is it? Like it's not yeah. like it's not like he'd be battling like I'm. You know, this isn't nothing against Star. It's nothing against Firmino. He's not going to be battling them two for first first choice. Not for the start. Especially no. if you, you you'd be paying out the ass for him as well. You'd be paying 70, 80 million. What for a him. signing! But if he came to Liverpool, that'd make me very excited. And man. another one. That would be a perfect, another ultimate team acquisition oh, for you. For any how FIFA, good is all the, the FIFA. Team this year? <laughs> I was going to say that would Even be Aguero the would be cheap this year, I think. Oh, Aguero, well, he's not he'd very good. He's not very good, so he would be very cheap. Oh, Sanchez would that be a lot, but. Um, <laughs> but yeah, moving on. Staying on Liverpool, um, it's kind of going to the same area that we're talking about the Real Madrid Barcelona power. Um, reports this week that uh, Barcelona have made, had a $66 million. Uh, pound, sorry, bid turned down for Coutinho. Um, it looks kind of like that Barca are actually starting to move for him. It's a scary thought for me as a Liverpool supporter. I feel like if we lose him, it's definitely a step back. Oh, definitely. Um, Barcelona are one of those teams that, you know, team, players, some players don't want to move, but when they get an offer from Barcelona, they want to move. Yeah, they're just like, well, that's that's, that's the, the team. team. That's, that's the team. They're like, they're the team. A lot of teams only see Barcelona. A lot of teams, it's very weird how like some teams, some players, sorry, only see Barcelona or Real Madrid. They don't see them both. Like they, yeah. have, they have their favourites or who they like. It just shows yeah. like how. The, well, I'm Real Madrid. Yeah, I'm. I'm Atletico. <laughs> no, uh, no, I am Real Madrid as well. To be fair, but like, what do you think about this 66 mil? Do you do you actually see him going? Like, you know, Barcelona have interest in a lot of players. They, but then again, they don't throw in offers. It is plausible. That's the scary part. It, like you could see it happen. I, I find that a lot of the South American players tend to love Barcelona and the Real Madrid. It's, it's kind of what their their idol. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I find that very little of them have any. Besides Arsenal, I think a lot of them love Arsenal and Manchester United. I don't know. Yeah, you they do. Yeah, like, a little bit. Yeah, they love them two clubs. But and City. Mostly, mostly Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid. They've even got one. You know, what I mean, kind of. Um, the other scary thought is that Coutinho's friend Neymar is a, obviously a star. Barcelona. Oh, this is ridiculous, isn't it? Um, even though it has been linked 
with a crazy, crazy move to pay PSG. I don't think it will happen. I think it's all part of the fiasco. What kind of money was this again? This was uh, 195 million pounds is the rumor. Oh yeah, I think it was, which would I think it was like 222 euro. Smash, smash the world record by over 100 million. Is this a um? Is this kind of one of those um, just a marquee buy PSG are looking for? You know, Ibra's gone. They don't really have. Well, an absolute, like, you know, I guess a blockbuster signing right now. They don't have anyone in that team who's just, like, unbelievably good. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And after last year's, like, it would be a complete disaster when they lost to Monaco in the league and they, they didn't really do anything great. Um, they needed to spend that. I've heard that they had $200 million to spend. Um, they were struggling. Yeah, I know. It just happens to be $200 million. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the, they were willing to meet the release clause. For Neymar, which was about that. Yeah. Um, surely Barca at that stage thought no one would be shooting off the pay. Like obviously PSG are because they actually are prepared to pay it. Um, it's it'd be just a matter of I think Neymar and Barca agreeing on it. I don't think it will happen to be honest. But yeah, it was one of those things that I remember waking up one morning and that and was going, what the fuck. Yeah, that was all over Facebook and it yeah. was just like it was it was almost like it already happened. Like yeah. it, it, was, it just seemed like overnight Neymar had met up agreed to terms and signed a contract with PSG and nothing was confirmed at this stage. It was just like how much this was supposed to be worth and apparently he was going at that stage. I think people just like talking about oh, it. Oh, they love the headline. They love talking about yeah. a headline and the potential in that. And now it just it's kind of uh, cooled down, sorry, and Neymar has come out and said, I think he wants to stay yeah, at Barcelona. Why would you want to leave, really? Like, you know, he's on... He'd he be had on, a really good season there last year. He's yeah. on fantastic money. He's playing for the best team, you know, in the world, If depending who you are. You know, Real Madrid is probably better. Part of MSN. A part of MSN. You can't take out the N in MSN or else it's just MS. And that's pretty boring. Well, you wouldn't take out the M. It would no, talking about N. I said N. I swear you said N. I said N. Dickhead. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, what do you... Well, while we're on that, Coutinho is another one who, you know, you said 70 mil... Neymar, uh, you know, 200 mil or whatever. What are these guys worth in your mind? Well, Coutinho is probably about right at the moment. Um, I think he's one season away from probably jacking up that price to another 10. You has, you he, really like, I know you're a Liverpool supporter, but you think this guy is fucking the bee's knees at the moment, don't you? I just think he's so good on the ball. Yep. So clever. He, yeah. he's, he's body tight. He's a small player. And he's able to play like he's in the Premier League, which is the toughest league in the world. It just shows how smart he is as a footballer to be able to, you know, yeah, get his way through that. He make he can make something out of nothing. He, he's gonna he's kind of like the complete package in a way. Probably besides the body size, it's probably the only downfall for him. In Spain, that doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, look, Coutinho is a fantastic player. We'll give you that. I, you know, I think that his stock should be. You know, he needs to kind of play another season to get his stock up. I don't think he's had an absolute, like, balls-out incredible season for a couple of years. Yeah, I think last season he was really good, but yeah. I think I, he, I think he has another gear. I really do. I think name uh, Not Neymar, sorry. Coutinho could come out this season and just tear the league up. Like, and uh, injury is a huge thing with Coutinho. It, it, it does remind me of um, Suarez that got convinced to stay in the oh year that Liverpool nearly challenged. Yeah. Um, where he had a good season. Uh, Gerard convinced him to stay for another one because maybe he was going to go to Arsenal yeah. and he just set the world on fire and I feel like Coutinho was probably that one year and if that was the case where Coutinho had a, an absolute belter of a year and then left I could probably accept that yeah. if he stayed for one more I don't feel like he's finished at Liverpool yet I feel like he's, he's still got a little bit more to offer us yeah. um, but I know the day is coming but I just hope it's one year on not this year See, I don't see it that way for Coutinho. I don't know why. I don't see him leaving 
anytime soon, really. I think that unless, yeah, again, he could have a massive season. If he does, Alphas will come, but also his price is going to jack up. He's If you think he's worth 65 mil, say now, if he has one great season, that jumps up to 80. 80. And like, that's huge money. And like, if, if I know you wouldn't want to see him go, but if he was to get offered 80 mil, that's 80 mil you can invest into other players. And hopefully, yeah. yo, hopefully you have other players in by now. You could have this bloody $70 million Sunday league player that you're trying to build. <laughs> and then, you know, who knows? Then you're good. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And with him staying, you know, if he stays this year, it's always the chance that we have a really good season and it convinces him to stay another year and another year before, you know, we've, we've held on to him kind of. So. Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> okay. That goes. okay. So, well, we'll move on from that. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to the team of the week. Mickey, yep. you've had the duties of taking care of this one. This is um, we're going to go for the big teams because we're gonna we're gonna have about four four kind of episodes before the season starts. Mickey, you've decided to go for a bit more of an outsider. I, yeah, I, I respect I respect this because you know, I think they're a team worth talking about this year. Um, this time last week they looked a lot more in trouble than they did. Yes, I think this week they've really settled the nerves for a lot of fans. Um, we're talking about West Ham here, oh. and the, the the players that they're bringing over the week. We look at. Javier Hernandez is pretty much on the way. Uh, Anatovic is definitely um, a prospect that looks yeah. like that's going to happen as Anatovic well. has already gone off for a medical. Yep. So Joe Hart is a definite. Zabaleta is a definite. They've got experience with these signings. Um, proven goal scorer in Hernandez. I think that's a great signing. Has, he, has signing. he actually signed yet? Um, I'm pretty sure he's pretty much done. Okay. Well, I, I heard that done. he was like gonna, he was trying to get 150 foul a week, which I think, I don't know if uh, West Ham could even afford, to be fair. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I I saw think... a few West Ham fans saying, "I'll chuck in a, I'll chuck in a pound a week if it helps." Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if they can get this guy, it will be a massive coup for them. Um, you know, Andy Cowell's probably the only recognised stri- striker. Yeah. Um, Antonio is probably the other one. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, but this guy is a proven goal scorer, scorer around the world. You know, he's done it in here. He's done it Man United. He's done it at Bayern. Leverkusen, not more in Munich. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he just knows his way around the goal. Um, if getting into that side, it creates a whole new element, creates a bit of pace for once. I felt they're really slow up front. Yeah, it's West Ham, one of those teams. I think they, especially after Pyatt left, and it kind of, it just created this lull. And like, funnily enough, once he left, they started playing better. But yeah. th- I think that might have been just a little bit in spite. Just the way he went out was very, it was. Yeah, I'm, we're not going to go into that. It's kind of, yeah, it was a very bad time for them, I think. Moving to the London Stadium, I think was... To be honest, I still think it's a mistake. Well, okay. So I know you're very... Not passionate, but like you've, you've got a big opinion about this. Moving to bigger stadiums is a tough thing to do. It's hard yep. to transition. Yep. What is the main problem with the West Ham Stadium? Do you think it's just because it's not exact... It's not actually a football stadium. It was an Olympic stadium. Well, it's not transferred for football. In. It's like... Yeah. It looks like it's just been thrown together, almost like a portable stadium. Well, it was an Olympic stadium. Yeah, it was an Olympic yeah. stadium, yeah. Um, I, I feel that you're too far away from the pitch for one. There's the biggest... Yeah. Like, how can you get involved in the game when the game's 50 metres away? Yeah, it is hard, and especially when... Well, it's not that difficult if you're used to that only, but these are West Ham fans. Very passionate. Very passionate, and used to being in and close. Yeah, Boiling Green exactly. was great. I reckon it was a great stadium. Upton? Boiling... Oh, it's the same stuff, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's all right. You got me confused for a second. Yeah, yeah, continue. Um, yeah, so they're very passionate. They used to being up close. You know, they got that joint rocking so many times. And to now, what? I bet you you can hear a pin drop sometimes out there. Oh, definitely. But that might have been just because of the season they were having. Like, do you yeah. think that if, 
Like, who knows? I still think they're passionate enough to get around their team no matter what. Yeah, it's it's a tough one just because of, you know, I guess when you're a team like West Ham and you have a demand, like you, like you West Ham fans expect something, especially yeah. after the season they had. They came sixth, I think it was, made Europe, like they will you know, doing all this good stuff, had a horrible season, and it was the worst, like, hyper, like looking in hindsight, it was the worst time to move to a new stadium because they were coming off a really great season and then they moved to a new stadium yeah. and now all of a sudden they're starting to have a poor season. The wheels are falling. And then everyone's just like, well, we know why. It's yeah. you know, this whole, this is a horrible stadium and it's just, it didn't seem like the right move. Like I'm sure that once, you know, they get used to it, they adapt and, you know, fans will adapt. They will always go, oh, I remember the old stadium. I remember yeah. when we were actually close. But for the time being, you know, I, it's you know we just got to kind of wait it out I guess if you're a West Ham fan. Yeah, they got to they got to wait it out. They got to actually do something about the stadium. But there's no way they can keep going with it like that. I don't know if they can bring the seats in. I don't know if no, they, they can apply for more seats. I don't think they can actually. I don't. I don't. I've never understood why they can't do that. Is it just a law thing or? I don't. I just think it it would cost too much to do all that shit and like actually bring the stands in. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I don't think they'd be able to do that. I think it would cost too much. Really. I don't. I, I can't guarantee that, but I, I think like if they could, they would. To be fair, like yeah, I, so I've just never, I've never got that with any stadium that has a running track around it. I'm not sure why you would want that. No, it's it makes it tough, and you know, it's it's not the that's not the reason why they've had a bad season, but and like well, the, if you start losing games at Wembley this year, is that the reason why? Yes, that's because I'm a Spurs fan. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I don't blame. I, 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 it's a reason, but it, it is it, a reason. It adds into it definitely. Like, it's definitely. I think that just they had a poor season. They had, they didn't have the structure. They weren't. They overachieved. Let's be honest. They overachieved the year that they came sixth. They weren't as good as what they they ended up. But they had a yeah. Again, they just they played out of their skin. Last season, I think they came down to earth, but it came down a bit too hard. Like yeah, you know, definitely for Payet. Yeah, well, Payet, yeah, Payet goes away. He, you know family goes off to France again and like in terms of what they need to do to move forward and kind of get back to that season what do you think it is like you know the, if they bring in these four players that you've said that's a pretty good spine you know you got you got someone in the yeah, back you definitely. got a, you got well you got your back and it's all experience yeah well. exactly it's literally everyone i think uh all three of them except for Anatovich have won the Premier League Hernandez United obviously Hart and Zapoleta with City yep um they know how to win they know how to win games of football um I think Anatovic is a good player. He'll be also another, you know, I wouldn't say experienced, but he's kind of a, a bullish, I would say he's a bullish kind of winger in a way. He's, yeah, definitely, yeah. He's that kind of player, which is good. That'd be the West Ham way, if anything, really. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, know, West Ham would love that. Yeah, so I think they're in for a better season. I think those are very smart buyers. Um, they're, they're in for an improved season. The, the, always the issue is for me is going to be that London Stadium. Can they adapt? Um you know, I'm sure if you talk to most West Ham fans, they wouldn't they wouldn't be happy that they left now. Well, do you think a lot of their their problems would came to what they bought in the like this the last transfer window because they bought you know uh, Ayu from Swansea. Yeah, it was uh, no he he had one decent that. season and they kind of chuck, chucked in a lot of money for him. I think they got someone was it Zaza Zaza who is one of the greatest to, penalties yeah, ever for you. Like. Well, one of uh, considered probably the worst player in the Premier League who gets a consistent start like by a lot of players. Yeah. What, what do you think? Do you think that contributes to everything? And do you think that they, those players are going to get a game this season? I think nah. AU's got a future still. I, I, I do. Th- I yeah, do. I think he's got a future still. Um, Zaza's got to go. Zaza yep. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yep, okay. That's such a shit joke. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah, I do. I think they're, they're, 
they could probably do with one or two more signings. But I think the signings compared to this time compared to last year were good. Um, you know, they've forgotten about the payout thing now, and that's gone. It's just gonna, it's just gonna get that atmosphere, I think, back. Yeah, and it'll, it'll come. Like, like, if they start winning games, it'll come. How happy are you as a Spurs supporter that you didn't get that stadium? Oh, over the moon. To be fair, like I am, um, you know, to hear and like, you know, you've got it. You've come out good when a West Ham fan. You know, I, I watch West Ham fan TV, fan TV. Sorry, on YouTube a bit. Yeah, and especially after the Spurs game where we kicked two goals in the last five minutes to steal the game. Basically, they played much better than us that game. Um, they came out and said afterwards, they're like, you know, like the clubs, that club's looking like they're going places in terms of their stadium. We've seen how their stadium's looking. It looks fantastic. It looks like you're right with the game. It looks like just a bigger version of what they've got. And yep. that's what you want where, and they're just, they're really upset that they've got this stadium. And like, as a fan, of course, it's going to. Can they go back? Is it being destroyed? I think it's been taken down and I, even they wouldn't be going back. That's too much money in it. The thing is there's too much money in having the, all those extra seats, all the sponsors and everything like that. They've. Yeah, to do that would be admitting failure as well. And, yeah. they, and well, the Premier League, not, Premier League do yeah. not want to admit failure ever. Um, minimum requirement for West Ham for this season? Where do you think they top should... Top half. Top half. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, what do you think they should be striving for? What's what's their goal? Well, I'll, they probably want to be the, the Everton this season. Like, that is been very very positive yeah def- well they could definitely be that kind of in that second block say say everton you know stick to their s- fantastic seventh yep. um they could definitely be that eighth team to kind of be away from the pack be like everton west ham and then the rest yep. but hopefully next season we could be talking about that definitely. but um anything else they need who would you be looking to be signing if you're west ham is there anyone else like um i'm not sure do you well, I don't know. They've got a couple of good players in there, like Lanzini and a few others. That yeah. I think they're going to take another big step this year. Um, they're going to have to. Lanzini's a good player. I like yeah, Lanzini. I, I like Lanzini too. Probably a bit light. But yeah. at the same time, you've got, you got players with Coutinho a lot and they, they're doing very well as well. So That's true. Um, you know, it's not always about the, the strength. And I'd like to see Oxford get a bit more of a go yeah, this yeah. year. I really, I think he's going out on loan, but that's the only other thing. I think after that start, it was, he just kind of fell off the side of the earth. Really. They didn't want to show him anymore. Yeah, definitely. He got yeah. loaned off to Reading, I'm pretty sure, and he's come back this year. And I, I'm not 100% sure. Don't hold me on that one, but he'd want to be loaned out again. I would have liked to see him play a bit more. But Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, well, what we'll do is um, we're going to have a break. Have our break. We're going to come back. Facebook's finest. Uh, we're going to talk about the best and the worst of the kits of this season. And, yeah, we're, we're only, what, a month out from the Premier League. We're going to hear about our ex- expectations and what we're expecting. Right, see you guys. Well, Nico, you know what time it is. It is my favourite time of the week. What is it, Nico? <laughs> it is Facebook's finest. This is the time of the week that we... Uh, Take a moment to appreciate the best keyboard warriors on the internet. Football's one of those things that, you know, you get some really outlandish comments, really outlandish statements. Mickey, comments. You are, once again, you have uh, not told me these uh, Facebook finest, so they better be good, and you better not be showing me, like, well, trying to show the audience pictures. Guys, I'm, I'm starting you with an absolute cracker, okay. and I'm talking, like, this is no comment, this is no stupidity, this is actually the craziest thing and funniest thing I've ever heard. Okay. Probably, probably not ever heard. I've heard a lot of funny stuff out there, <laughs> okay. but I'm losing off the topic here. Okay. So, Nick, I'm going to bring you up to a t- team in South Africa. Okay. An urban story called Amazulu. 
who currently, oh, you may recognise him from playing uh, friendlies against Manchester United and Man City. Probably not. Okay. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> but they currently sit in uh, the second division in South African football, right? Okay. Uh, they're one of the oldest clubs in South Africa. And this year, they finished fifth in the national first division. Okay. Things went better for their rivals, Royal Zulu, who topped the league. Um and one promotion into the the top league. Okay. Um, now what they have done in short have basically they have brought their rivals. Okay. Yes. Yes. So they brought the team. What the team has gone up. So they <laughs> no and changed their name. <laughs> no. What have they done? And the location. Oh, no. They've changed their name to Amazulu, who is the same name <laughs> as the team that didn't make it. Okay. So basically, they are playing in the Premier Division now. <laughs> but it's not It's not them. They've literally changed their name to that team. So now they are officially gone up. So there's like two teams. There's one in the First Division and one in the Second Division. The same name. Well, I don't know if they've changed the old old name. Like, As well. Old, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know if they've changed the old name. but <laughs> That's good. Okay, okay, okay. So they've moved the team to Durban. <laughs> what? Yeah, they moved the team to the, like, the place. That's good. And they're... <laughs> Damn it, you shouldn't have started so strong. Literally like, literally like, it's like Manchester City, but worse. Yeah. Like they've literally, <laughs> That's instead true. of like buying the players, they've literally bought the team and changed the name to their team. That's not bad. And now that's how folks, that's how you get into the top division if you don't get through your points. Well, there you go. There's, you know, everyone's got goals. Now. Okay, I've got one. i got one for you. Here you go, because I need a rest after that. Okay, so this one's like, uh, not too much of a backstory, but um, the BBC News tweeted and they came out and said, uh, Boko Haram joins uh, Islamic State and they got a link. link. And uh, Islamic State, sorry. And then uh, someone comes up and comment, comments, uh, even ISIS are making more signings than Tottenham, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the slightly racist uh, rant, I'd, I'd like to go into another, not racist, but yep. controversial nonetheless. Okay. So, <laughs> a man called James Lewis, <laughs> uh, this is absolutely brutal, guys, and I did not write this. Let's make oh, here we go. Here we go. Stop being I so peace. Come get, on. Uh, come abused. on. <laughs> Uh, swapping Jesus Navas for Bernardo Silva is one of the best bit of businesses since the McCann swapped the three-year-old daughter for three book deals. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How, do you have one more? Uh, yes, I do. Actually. Okay. I've got one more. So I'll, I'll go this one. Okay, um, I've got two more. If you've you got two more. Yeah, okay. One's, I'll, I'll one's let, a good story. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have the last two then. Yes. This one, I'm gonna have one little attack at Liverpool each week. Um, That's fair. So there's a there's a uh, Twitter page called Anything Liverpool. I'm guessing it's just a fan page, and the caption is where it all began at Liverpool, with a fire emoji, and it's Coutinho coming on for his first game. Yeah. And uh, Adam Dolazelic comments: zero Champions League, zero Premier League titles, zero zero FA Cups, zero League Cups, and zero Community Shields. What was exactly beginning at that stage? <laughs> Continuous career, obviously. I hate you so much. Um, also, I would like to bring up one more thing while we're talking about players. Kyle Walker would probably be bringing oh, this right my now. My favourite player. Um, a, a former comment from him: "All you City fans, you can talk now. We'll just see at the end of this off at the end of the season. 
Well, was all you there when City was no longer the same? <laughs> That's what he said, right? Well, and now... Yeah, I know that didn't make sense, but I'm literally reading what he said. So, oh, God, he's an idiot, isn't he? And now look where he is. At City. Yeah. And next to it is a photo of him holding Walker too. Oh, God. Um, actually, I'll probably, I've got three more things. I want to no. bring up a, a goalkeeper, Sam Johnston, who is at Man United. He's left for his ninth loan. I saw that, actually. That's huge, isn't it? It's amazing, isn't it, that you'd hold on to your club, you know, for that long. They, they must see something in him. Um, that that's a short one. I'd love to finish off on a on a positive note. Um, <laughs> Do we? Yes. Yeah, okay. So a thirty three year old father in England uh, made a bet ten years ago. Ooh, okay, yeah, I like these kind of ones. Yep. Yeah. So he made the bet that Wayne Rooney would one day return to Everton. Really? Yes. Ten years ago. Ten years ago, he put twenty six pound on a hundred to one. Oh, well done. So, as any responsible adult would do, he, he lost his ticket. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, so... Did, well, it was 10 years ago. Did he get the money? So, he hasn't got he the money? He actually did get the money. Um, I think it's Betfred were understanding, and they gave him the $2,620, which is £2,000. Wait, so let's let's backtrack. How can you? How can anybody convince you that they've actually put a bet well, on? I could say that I put a bet on ten years ago that Spurs would come second in the league this well, season. They must have had some recording of it, and they were able to prove his handwriting. Okay, okay. So there must be yeah, there must be something that way they could he, do it. He and I quote: oh, "I turned the house upside down to fall asleep when Wayne did <laughs> My brother was laughing, but I wasn't. Understandably. Well, definitely. Okay, so is that it last was a one? lot of money. It was his first ever bet, so I remember it clearly, and good on him. <laughs> Very nice. That's yeah, a good it's a good way to end, I think. Um, good to see, uh, good to see Facebook back every now and then. Okay, well, we'll move on to something we didn't talk about last episode because it was pretty jam back last episode. Yeah, it, was, it seems yeah, like this one is actually at the moment going on time, but it was all about the kits. And um, as as fans, you know, doesn't matter where you're from, to me at least, the kits mean something. There's nothing worse than your team having a shit kit. I know. And you have to buy it, and it's all shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the ball to you first up. Uh, do you have any favourites? Do you have any ones that you think are average? I've had one that clearly stands out for me this year, and you I've, we've talked about this off air, and I think we're both agreeing that Newcastle's third kit is definitely on fire. Yeah, um, Newcastle's third kit, black. which is like like two forms of black and then gold, kind of around does it. Say like a charcoal black. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's, it's done um, plenty, but. It does plenty. Uh, the only thing that I think kind of detracts from that one is the fact that the sponsor, yeah, the sponsor isn't that great. <laughs> like, Northern Rock. Oh. Yeah, exactly. And like, Northern it is, Rock is on my phone. It is a beautiful is. kit, that one. Um, anything else that stands out? Um, we, we're going to agree to disagree on this one. I'm actually a fan of the Spurs kit this year. We, who would have thought? I like the Tottenham kit. Nick doesn't. Um, I'm very much for a classic look. Yeah, um, Nicky would like a bit more. We're, I understand. We're gonna um, we're gonna have a bit of a debate about this one. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan. Nick's not basically. Okay, so what I will say about this is I really like the away kit. I like the navy. I just like the color. It looks really nice. And I know it's not much different to the home kit. It's just reverse. Is it much different to the Chelsea kit? Besides a different kind of blue. Mm, yes, it's more different. It's got a little, it's got a couple little stripes down and it looks nicer. Chelsea's kicked like real plain, like really yeah. plain. Um, we'll get into that later too. But we will. This, the thing about Spurs is one of the things I've really liked about them is that every year their kit looks different. 
And that, again, it does look different this year. Something I don't really like is, you know, when a team like Chelsea come out and they're releasing the same kit every year, really. They just... And I know there's only so much it's you can do. It's very hard to work with. Yeah, it, you can only do blue. so much, but... It, does, it just looks a bit plain to me always. Same with Man United. They try their little things. They try little racing stripes or they try, you know, putting like something what underneath. Do you think Liverpool's different? Liverpool's, you know, they're on the same kind of boat. They have, they're very similar. Like yeah. they don't have any, but I feel like Spurs, especially if you look at the last three or four kits, especially like they were so everywhere. You had the seatbelt one last year. They had like the, the classic kind of with the gold in it. Yeah. And I really liked all those kits. And I really, I like the fact that they're always different. I like the fact that as a fan, it would come to kit time and I'd be like, what are we going to go for this year? What kind of style? Yeah. Now that Nike's taken over, a lot of people are really happy about it. Nike are known for ha- making like, what Same I guess you, I would call plain looks, you would call classic looks. Yes. I think that's probably be the difference. And I feel like where Spurs are now going to become that team who have basically the same kid every season. And that's what that's what I'm worried about. And that's what that's the thing that I have a problem with because yep. I don't want to see Spurs next year have the same kit but with, you know, a blue stripe, you know, somewhere else, you know, like not under the arms or something like that. And put it like, you know, on the collar or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do agree with you. I, I, I find that... The kids thing is such a hard thing to change up because you can't go too far off about what that club represents, which is the colours, right? So yes. it's an all-red kit for Liverpool with a bit of white normally. Um, you can't venture too far away from that because then you start to lose touch of what the club's about, what the, you know, the original colours. Of course, yeah. Um, it, it's a very fine line, isn't it? Like, And, it, and it's, 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 it's something that you're never going to uh, please everyone. You know oh, I mean? Of course, like I've, I remember when last year's Spurs kit came out. Initially, I really didn't like the home kit. I didn't like it at all this last year. Really, I, like it was like it was alright, but I was never really a fan of it. Yeah, and then once it's like a lot of it's like once you see it on the players, you always seem to think it's a lot better for some reason. Yeah. Maybe just seeing like athletes wear it, and then you buy it, and you're like, oh fuck, I'm not yeah. an athlete. <laughs> I see my belly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's just my thing about Spurs kit. I I do like the away kit. I will be getting the away kit. Um, I you know regret not getting it last season. To be fair, I should have got that. The blue one, yeah, yeah the blue with the gold. I re- I really like that kit. Um, you know, on that, any other kits that you are fancying? I'm like, I'm looking at something like Burnley. I really like Burnley's kit. It the only problem is it's kind of like a West. It's very West Ham like. Uh, what are you thinking? Um, look, this is completely biased. I think the the Liverpool. Are we talking about all Bur- the teams? Or are we oh, just all teams? All teams. Yeah, Burnley. So I like. First of all, I'll talk about my team. Like my kit, I like our kit. I think it's classic. It's got the 125 year anniversary. We're going back in time a little bit. I found it funny that I saw some Manchester United people saying that we've copied them for some reason. What? Uh, I found, yeah, I saw it about a month ago. I was like, "You're an idiot." They would have made this statement if I had I saw that before. Um, looking at other kits, um, I've always loved Newcastle's kit. I've always been a sucker for the. The yeah, I do too. Actually, I really. I think they've had better home kits. To be fair, like I feel like the one the year that they went down the champ. I think last season actually when they went down the championship, I really enjoyed that kit a bit more than what they've got now. But I do enjoy it. I think it's a really nice one. Um, also think I don't mind the Chelsea. I don't mind it as much as you despise it. I always think Man City have a nice kit. I I do like the sky blue. I think that the Chelsea one is maybe the worst one in in the league. I really do. I just see it. It's so plain. It is just such a boring blue. There is nothing going on. It is just, you know, crest, sponsor, sponsor, and blue. And it's just nothing to it, to me at least. No, I I tend to disagree. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think... 
it, as I said, it's all opinions. I, I, I don't think I don't, it doesn't set the world on fire. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a, a bit of a fan of Man City's kit. I think they they've come out of right. I, I'm actually kind of a fan of Everton's kit as well. Yeah, I like I like Everton, even though yeah they're similar to Chelsea, but I like their kind of I like their take on it. I do like the color. I like City's color, as you said before. I like the sky blue; kind of looks nice. Um, you, Arsenal's third kit. What do you reckon? Uh, Arsenal's third kit, which is the dark and pink one, isn't it? Oh, that the army one. Yeah, looks messy. I feel like once it once I actually see it in person, I might it like it. it. Yeah, I've yeah. Um, someone I do like. I was saying Burnley before, but I I actually don't mind Huddlesfield's kit. I think Huddlesfield, yeah, Huddlesfield's like, are off. I, I saw I saw someone not someone I saw an article where Huddlesfield was rated the worst kit out of the league, and I thought that was like I was very surprised. I was like, oh well, I wonder everything must be great, but it wasn't because they had Chelsea there. Um. Yeah, this. What about you? you know, on the uh, Liverpool front, your guy's second kit is a bit. I don't know. I don't, I'm the not, orange one. No, not that's the third kit. I'm talking about the second kit. The uh, that white one. Oh that yeah, white and green yeah. one. What do you think? I think that. Well, I really don't like that. That's going back to a classic kit as well. I think um, I've seen it before back in the day. Um, I'm not that much of a fan of it. I'd prefer the third kit to be honest. Do you like the orange? The orange is a I bit actually, of a, a risky like move. Um, it is a risky move, but I actually don't mind it at all. Um, I know a lot of people hate it. Um, that's up to them, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I genuinely don't mind it. Um, I was asking, I wonder what your opinions on the Southampton kit. Uh, Southampton kit is the white, like white down the middle kind of thing. Yeah, is it that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually don't mind this one. I, I don't mind the thing is about the Premier League. The thing about kits are that. As you said, you can only do so much with them. And again, Southampton are a team that at least don't have that just one color. You know what I mean? And they yeah, they got the three so to work with. They it. do, yeah. They have a bit more to work with, and I don't mind different. I feel like it doesn't look amazing, but I feel like seeing it on the pitch, it might, you know, it will probably change my fancy. You do have the uh, the you know the kits that are kind of exactly the same. Stoke. I think have probably taken a little bit of a step back. I I really like their last kit. I don't know why. I think they. I thought their their kits last season were really great. Yeah. Um, Watford, I just I just never liked that yellow color, and it's yeah, just the kit I've never looks... been a fan. Same with Norwich. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Watford's uh, away kit is absolutely disgusting. Like that red, yeah, that red with that ugly it's, ugly it's black got a strike. Feel to it. Yeah, exactly. It does. One hundred percent. It does. Trying to get Middlesbrough back in the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't mind. You know, West West Brom's okay. Yeah, you know, I, I don't mind you know, the Burnley and West Ham as I was Burnley before, but West Ham you know kind of have a similar kind of style. I do I don't like mind that style. You know, it's different kind of colours contrasting. Not a fan of uh, Swansea's one. Swansea, I haven't even seen what Swansea's looks like. Yeah, it's just plain, isn't it? Like yeah, again, white when white's your one colour to work with, it's, really... can, yeah, it's very hard for you to do yeah. something. I like Man United's uh, waiter kit. I think their black kit is uh, quite nice, but yeah. Uh, would you give a winner to anything? Do you have like? Do you think that you think Spurs are the best or? They're up there. I, I okay. actually really like Spurs, and but yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a kit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hang as on. long as they're winning, this is okay. So, actually, no, actually, you I'll say it's back. just a kit. It's you are you are kit. very much on the belief that if it's an ugly kit, you will not buy it. If you're if it's a good looking kit, you'll buy it. Yeah, you're right. You've got me on that one. Um, are you going to buy it? Okay. Well, as I was saying before, I was saying that. You know, a lot of teams have similar, you know, they're basically the same kit every year. You being Liverpool, which is their main kit, is very similar every year. Will you be buying this season? Yes, definitely. Is it mainly because of the 125 year? 
Or is it, um, if it, that it, didn't have that? I'd be lying if I say it didn't play a part. Yep. Um, it might be a toss of a coin if it wasn't that. If it didn't have that, if it wasn't I'd that. I'd still probably buy it, I think. Yeah. But I, I, I generally like the design as well. I've, I, I don't know if I told you, uh, my grandfather gave me a Liverpool shirt actually way back in the day. Now, I'm not sure 100% sure if he, if he had it from England. or It was about it was a boy size, but it's from way back. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like a retro kit, like actually back in the day, it's probably the 70s or 80s, and it just happens to be exactly the same style. As it's, oh, it's, really? Yeah, so... That's very cool. For me, personally, I'll be able to get... It has a bit of value to it. Yeah, and I can have one. them next to each other when the year's over, and I can sit them on the wall kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. That yeah. is very cool. Okay, well, I reckon we give the winner to Newcastle Fur Kit for being the, the best overall yeah, kit. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. And worst kit, out, worst kit, I will... I think Chelsea. You think... Actually, I think Watford, actually. Watford, yeah, Watford overall, I think, have the worst two kits, yeah. the home and away, and yeah. they don't have the third kit, so it doesn't matter. Okay, well, Mick? Well, uh, I wanted to bring up a, a topic for you. Um, we've talked about you know a lot about the big teams this year, um, but we're going to bring up a team that probably hasn't been touched on upon by us as much. Yes. Um, what do you think at Newcastle at the moment with Rafa? Um for me, I reckon he's probably going to be starting to get a bit frustrated. There's nothing much is happening in Newcastle. I don't know if it's because of Mike Ashley or not. Um, I, I can't see. I, I, I've heard that you know Rafa's you know demanded that the, the, the squad needs to be strengthened, which it does. Oh yeah, definitely. It, he's got a he's got a relegated squad. Don't forget, most of them stayed. There's not much much of them left. Um, where do they go from here? They need to they need to start looking at some players pretty quickly. I reckon. I re- I remember listening to a podcast um, from a guy named the True Geordie. I mentioned him at my my last solo podcast, and he was talking to Alan Shearer at one stage, who was like his hero, and it was you know he just kind of asked him, "What do you think they need to kind of stay up in the league?" And Shearer's like, "They need at least eight players." Yeah, and that was Alan, that's Alan Shearer saying that. Yeah, and the, Alan is, Shearer's one to tell the truth as well. I think. Yeah, and it was yeah that, that is telling. It's. It must be, you know, Rafa needs to spend money. And, like, that's not just, like, it doesn't matter who the manager is. If you're a team coming up, you can't play that same championship team and yeah. expect to last in the Premier League. You're going to get knocked out. Yeah. Um, you know, I there is interest. Uh, Newcastle are looking at Josh King. I think Josh King is the absolute best player they could get, I do think. Like, yeah, you, know, you have I, a budget. You do have a budget here. And if you can get an absolute quality player, which, again, one good season doesn't make you a quality player, but it does give you, you know, he has shown what he can do in this yeah. league. I think he's somebody they should go after big time. You know, a few teams are going after Josh King. So, but overall, like besides having the best kit in the league, it's kind of hard for me to you know try and put a defense to them to why they're going to stay up now. Like they're not well, doing that's anything. Exa- that's exactly right. Like not even Rafa can keep them up with the squad that have got at their disposal at the moment. So, you know, something's going to give. I can't actually see Rafa staying at the club if it continues like this. I don't think Rafa's going to be the type of guy to uh, accept that. Oh, okay, well, I'm not really getting much money. Like, we'll just see how we go. Um, I think that if they're not going to start buying players and the players that he wants, because he'd have an idea straight away. He'd have the guys on the top of his head who he wants. He's not coming in going, oh, he's okay, just, who, yeah. who we got? I don't even know who we got. Like, he knows he's everybody. A, he's a he calculated manager. He knows exactly. who he wants, when he wants it. And if he's if that's not going to get delivered, I can't see him there, like, maybe at the start of the year, but I can't see him there for much longer if, if that, that continues. Definitely. Um. Yes, this is a... Uh, 
this is big. You know, there's, there'd be nothing worse. And like me being a, not a Newcastle fan, but I do like Newcastle. I think everyone has a soft spot for yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, you know, maybe not Sunderland. But yeah. um, but like, you know, I, I do like Newcastle. I don't. But there'd be nothing worse than them going down, coming back up, and then going and down the next season yeah. again. And it just... It'd be so deflating for the fans. And like, you know, even if they do win the championship, like especially if they went down and then won the championship again, the second championship win would mean nothing to them. They'd well, be like, I'm it, sick of this. Yeah, like, but like, they would like winning it again after you know, winning it you know, two years ago or whatever, it'd mean yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? And it's just, I don't know. I, I hope, I wish they do start signing. I really hope they do. But yeah. Well, but there's plenty of time. And that brings us on to the next thing, you know. Still 40 days left, Nick. Around you know around that I don't know exactly how many days, but until the season, until to the season to the for the transfer window. Oh, transfer! What, what can you expect in terms of transfers or season? What are we thinking? Just in general, uh, I expect a few more big signings. I um, you know, I think Monaco's team's probably going to get stripped down even Just more. Yeah, you know, Le- Lima's. I think it's Lima who's looking at going to Arsenal, and they're looking big time. Uh, Man City were again. We're going to pay for Monaco centre back whose name escapes me right now, but they'll get a they'll get a break. Mendy, yeah, it was Mendy actually. Yeah, and they're going to break a record to spend him. Funnily enough, Man City are going to break their own record after signing Walker, who actually just on Walker. While while we're I just bring him up. Uh, I think you've got what, a massive hatred for him. Right? I do have a massive hatred for him now. They they <laughs> used put, to love him. They put his stats on against Trippiers and in terms of starts and assists, and um, I don't know how many. How many uh, starts Walker had? But you'd understand it would be in the twenties yeah. for the season. And uh, Trippy had, I think, it was six starts and he had five assists. And Walker had twenty something starts and had five assists. So like different players, but you know, Trippy can cross the ball in, and that's something that Walker like. And that is something that's been going online, but it is it is very true. As somebody who's seen Walker, he does not like crossing the ball, and he's not a very good crosser. He likes to cut in, and he likes to bring up a play like he likes to bring him in that way. Yeah. Good luck to him, for Man City. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose any sleep if he broke his ankle week one. Uh, in terms of I'm what, sure you would. <laughs> but like in terms of what's left, you know, I'm just getting really excited now, man. I'm really excited for this season. Yeah. This is something that, especially like now, we're going to be covering this every week. Like once the season starts, it's going to be a lot of fun trying to keep up with everything. Impossible, nearly. I think. Yeah, no, it is. It's going to be near impossible. Uh, is there any big signings that you think are going to be made? Any players that you think might be coming over? Do you um, think I'm still holding, Yeah, I'm still holding on the, to the hope of Aubameyang. Uh, um, yeah. But I'm not getting my hopes up. You know, um, I feel like a lot of the big teams have probably um, done most of their big signings. Um, they'll there'll be a couple more. Well, um, additions, but other than that. Okay, well, you know, we we're talking about him before. We've got Sanchez who could be going, Costa who could be going, yeah. Aguero. It's more, uh, it's more the, the players on, on the out. Barkley, uh, Barkley could, is going to be going somewhere. Josh King's going to be going somewhere. They're a lot, like, this, they're all quality players. And, yeah. like, their extended quality is all different, of course, but they're all very handy players who most Premier League teams. Around. Yeah, and that's the exciting part. And the fact is that they're not all guaranteed to go anywhere. And I'll, it's it's nerve nerve wracking for a Spurs fan who hasn't got who considering we haven't signed anyone, but you know like we've been linked to Barkley and Mares, but Barkley and Mares have been linked to about three teams each. Yeah. Same with Josh King. Josh King's been linked to Spurs as well, but exactly a couple right. other teams. Costa, who knows what he can do? Like he's somebody who isn't in that kind of. He could go anywhere at this stage. Yeah, like yo, know, really good. I could I could see him anywhere like, but Chelsea. Yeah, anywhere but Chelsea. And same with Mares. Like Mares could end up going. He could end up staying. But like I feel like he wants out. Yep. Uh, is there anyone outside of the Premier League who you think any big names? Is Mbappe got any chance of 
coming over. I don't think so. Um, I feel like if he's going to go, he's going to go to the Madrid's or the Masters, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he's kind of leapfrogged the Premier League, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I just, look, I don't think, you know, as we we're talking before, like, there's no club who could afford him now. Mm. Like, you know, all the big teams have kind of got their their strikers in. And, um, yeah, so Mbappé probably no. Any any other people, like... No, I just for me, I'm just excited for it all to start and, you know, just start playing and start to get, like, an idea where teams are going to be sitting this year. Um, and just... Really looking forward to be able to you know sit down and just watch these games unfold. Who do you who do you think's winning the transfer window so far? Uh winning? Yes. Are you in taught in terms of players like for the the club's size kind of thing? Uh yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because like yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd say like you can give an honourable mention, but like over overall, who do you think's had the best transfer window? I'll give it an honourable mention to our team tonight, West Ham. Definitely, I reckon they've done well in the last week. Well, that's if they sign these players, like and and yeah. and Hernandez. If they sign probably, them, yeah, well, probably City are winning it, like just because of sheer brute. Would you not put Everton somewhere around there? Everton have done well as well. Yeah, I forgot about Everton. Sorry, I apologize. You know, Everton have actually been linked with Walcott. Sigerson and Josh King as well. And, and if they get any of those three, then they'd probably take over as the leaders, I think. Yeah. That's um, another player that they've added. Well, I'll definitely give a shout out to my boys in Bournemouth. I, haven't, I didn't talk about the last episode, but, you know, they've got the three, like, they've got three pretty decent acquisitions. I think that they're a team, if they can hold on to Josh King, if if that happens, that they could start pushing up. Is there any um any sleepers? Any Anyone you think is guaranteed for relegation at this stage? Or do you think... Uh, probably Brighton at the moment. Huddersfield? Yeah, they have a chance as well. I'll just probably, because um, Roy plays there, I'll just try and hold that off a little bit. Yeah, our boy Moy needs, uh, he needs to stay up. Yep. Do you think that, um, in terms, you look at the big six teams at the moment, who do you think um, is most likely to fall out of that top six? If Everton were going to make their way in, just say they did, who would be the team to fall out? Probably Arsenal at the moment. Really? Yeah. That's I'll, interesting. Well, in saying that, they've got no Champions League football. Probably Liverpool chance, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I think it could it could be anyone, man, this year. It really could be anyone. It, it takes one bad season. You, oh, of course. The Giants to fall. But, the, yeah, that's what makes the league so good. So. Okay, and then final question before we get off. Um, who would be the big mover for you? If you? Is there anyone who you think... like is No one I don't think could do a Leicester this season, but do you think they could... Besides Everton, besides Everton making that move, who do you think the next team is who could do that? Do you think it's someone like West Brom who had a really great first half and kind of got to their 40 points and then tapered off? Do you think it could be someone like my boys in Bournemouth? Or do you think uh, it could like West Ham could kind of take that spot back? Well, yeah, I'd probably think it was like a West Ham would probably take that spot back. But they've got to learn how to play at the London Stadium. That's going to be the key. Um, that's going to be the difference between them playing well and you know, making a real crack of it this year and being a disaster. Um, yeah, I don't think Bournemouth for a big enough club, to be honest. I don't think they just they just don't have enough support behind them for that kind of challenge. Yeah, they I, they are one of those teams, unfortunately, with an injury or two, they could really struggle. Yeah. But, you know, if they don't get injured, full yeah, strength, exactly full strength right. Bournemouth team is a team that would I would be worried about. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Leicester gave it a crack again this year, really. Okay, yeah. yeah. Any reason for that, behind that? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure that they've signed Ian Archer 
They're, they're looking hard if yeah. they haven't. If they get Ian Archer, they'll definitely be you know, a stronger side. And if they keep Murray, they'll, they'll be... I reckon they'll fly under the radar a little bit today. What do you reckon... Uh, this year? What are your thoughts on Vardy? When? Well, he'll be coming to his last couple of years there. Um, should he... Like, we were talking about this two weeks ago, but looking back now still, do you think he should have got out when he could have? Probably. But at the same time, he would have gone to an Arsenal and had a disaster season. Don't forget that. But he could have changed that. Could he have? Like, you know, you could argue. I don't think anyone could stop that train from falling. <laughs> that, that, that ship was sinking. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think we can I think we can end on a, on a diss to Arsenal. What do you reckon? Yeah. Well, as a Tottenham fan, well, you are. You'd love that. Yeah, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. This has been the Total 90 Podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe. Uh, my second mic, Mickey Kennedy, is going to take us out. Mickey Kennedy. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to just give us a review if you can and subscribe to us if you want to. Yeah, and that's why you are the second mic, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> you are completely the second mic. Thank you, so Thank you very much, guys.